You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, we celebrated Community Fest, where we as the congregation at Broadmoor worshipped at Liberty Park in Madison. We worshipped together, ate lunch together, and played together. All the while, we continued in our series through the book of Philippians as Pastor Josh preached from chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Today on the podcast, we're talking about why we do an event like Community Fest. We're talking about what it means to really know and love God and one another. Also, how is it that we become pure and blameless, as Paul writes about in verse 10? We're glad you're listening in on the conversation. This is After the Message. Hey everybody! Welcome to the podcast today, Mike. Hey, hey, hey buddy, Mike. Mike. Yeah, everybody's good. Everybody's a little, little, uh, a little, little slow this morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's the rain. It's the yeah, rain. Like, we're gonna blame it on the rain. It is not the rain. It should be a song. It is a country song. I think <laughs> that's a Millie Actually, that's Millie Vanilli. That's not country. That's Millie Mac. That is not country. That's Millie Vanilli, baby. Mike, the rain. Eighties. Oh, that's Sorry. a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's a different. But let's not blame it on the rain. No. Black. no, no, Clint Black. That's right, dude. I love Clint mm. Black. Wow, I know Jeez. nothing about. We've gone from Millie Vanilli <laughs> to Clint Black. <laughs> that's about as opposite as we can get. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, yeah. So no, the real reason why uh, it's it's a little sleepy in the room today, and uh, it's because I think I mean the rain. Maybe maybe a little. Maybe maybe doesn't help. But uh, we had a big, big event yesterday. Yeah, Community did. Fest. Yes. So yeah. fun. Yeah. So it was a it was a long weekend, but it was a, it, was. it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Both so, true statements. Yes. Yeah. Hey, and and by the way, can we just uh, before we jump into because I, I, we do want to spend some time talking about Community Fest and and just recapping and celebrating. Uh, all that we saw and what God did. Uh, but before we get into all that, just so everyone, all of our listeners know who's in the room, uh, Sean Selman is with us today. Good morning. Josh Braddy. Yay. Preston Crow. <laughs> with his nice little glasses. <laughs> and can we just say uh, that this Preston, is when we're glad it's not video. Preston is wearing some kind of contraption on his face. I don't know. Hey, spectacles. If I take a I'm picture of that, can we get it on Facebook? Uh, I'm sure we could. <laughs> Surely. Professor Crow. I think Josh just got Another <laughs> great. Yeah. Follow social media. You're going to see the pic. <laughs> so, Everybody's going to want one. So, uh, so Preston's here. Mark Evans right. is in the room. And then uh, we've got Chase Hammock, right. of course, Ooh, as yes. always. So. Uh, yeah, so so back to Community Fest. Um, really great day. We had a lot of people, big crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I it don't know. It's, it's almost impossible to count out yeah. there. But um, it, I had some say that they felt like it was a bigger crowd than last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Hard to, to know. be yeah. a fact, but uh, it, it certainly felt mm-hmm. like a big crowd. The mm-hmm. world yeah. will never know. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, great. We had service. Then we had lunch. Together yeah. and then, then we had the rain. Festival. We had we had some rain. <laughs> yeah, Just a little bit. that was actually great. Yeah, which I actually thought you cool know enough. it's been how many months that we haven't had rain <laughs> and then it chooses that, that day, day. <laughs> you wow. know to to come. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. then it stopped. So it did it stop. Good. And the festival was great. I mean mm-hmm. we had a we had a good crowd come back out mm-hmm. despite the uh, the threat of rain. So mm-hmm. um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I'd be curious to know, just as you guys were walking around, and there may, be, there may be a lot of people asking, 
even, you know, why, why do we do this? Like, what's, what's the, what's the point? What are we hoping to accomplish? And I think, uh, I think just listening to some of the stories that you guys had and some of the observations you made from yesterday might answer that question. So, uh, you know, I'd love to talk about just for a few minutes, like, what did we see yesterday? Hmm. I'll tell you one of, one of the things that I thought was really neat. We see people here every Sunday morning. Um, and sometimes we see like a part of a family or another part of a family, Mm. But yesterday, walking around, I saw a lot of our grandparents with their grandkids, yeah. which I thought was a, a really beautiful thing because I don't always make those connections. Like I mm-hmm. might make the connection between the kid and the parent or the parent and the grandparents, but yeah. to see it all kind of come together uh, was a neat. So it was neat for our families to be a part of it, but we also saw tons of people that we don't see every Sunday morning, mm-hmm. which is part of the reason that we that get out neat. into the community and do yeah. it rather than having it here on campus and inviting people to it. I know you were driving right. the shuttle part of that time. Yeah, that's and right. You got to see a lot of that. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, just to reflect a little bit more on that, you saw so many different, I'll use the, use the term, we, we talk about being a united family of faith. Mm-hmm. You saw different modes of family, not just the the family of grandparents' parents, but life groups did lunch right. together. Yep. Um, you yep. you saw, saw different age groups that did things together. Like It was just a great mix of lots of different experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think also just driving a shuttle around, um, I know I would say probably half the people that I shuttled in were people that I'd never met before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so people from our community that were, that were coming and checking mm-hmm. out like what was going on in the park. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and majority of those people came for the worship part mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And so, wow. um, so I thought that was a really, really cool. Neat yeah. I was going to, yeah, I was going to say, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, you talked about seeing people that you don't normally see. I mean, both people that maybe don't, normally attend our church but mm-hmm. but people who do attend our church but because we're out in the park and we're kind of outside right. our That's right. this is a big church and yeah. so and we all kind of have our traffic patterns on sunday mornings right. and so you kind of you tend to run in the same people every week mm-hmm. and there's a whole you know yeah. there's a whole segment of people that you just never see mm-hmm. and uh, so that that, that event kind of breaks things up and you you just yeah you get to spend time with yeah, them yeah. that was my people. favorite time i just serving together yeah you know picking up tables and cleaning up afterwards and setting up with with guys that I know um, but just don't get to hang out with mm-hmm. um, we're yeah. it made me feel grateful we've got great folks at mm-hmm. this church family and yeah. just to be able to hang out with them was yeah that was a blessing yesterday and seeing them use their their talents and abilities and get you know there there's some right. people who are really talented at things that they don't get to exercise that necessarily every Sunday morning Um like the picnic table, we don't we don't build things, uh, do woodworking around here on a regular basis. But this was one of those events that required a good bit of that, and so not just at the event, but leading up to the event yeah. to look out in our back parking lot and see these groups of men with saws and hammers and nail and and they're constructing things for the day. Yeah. But as they're doing that, they're getting to know each other and meet people, and so yeah. that's one of the. To me, one of the beauties of it is seeing our groups mm-hmm. kind of come together and serve with one another, even if they're not, they don't know each other quite right. as well yeah. before that. But I think it's important to keep in mind, too, that, it, that even as we're constructing picnic tables and things that for the day and we're serving lunch at, the, you know, that, that um, what happened yesterday actually has benefits beyond yesterday. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, so yeah. like all those picnic tables, you know, yeah. got, got distrib or are getting distributed to local schools and fire stations, mm-hmm. police departments. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they're, they're going to be a blessing to those, those people 
of course, I guess we gave away a few of them as uh, like door prizes too. But um, and then like somebody mentioned that lunch, like mm-hmm. all a, a lot of the, a lot the of food things. that we had uh, left over from lunch, got delivered to our, our I think our Jackson Street the Jackson Street Ministry. Yeah, maybe is that right? Yeah, so that that is our our homeless ministry that we do typically on a Wednesday afternoon evening, and um, I think there was a pretty decent amount of of the the pasta, the spaghetti that was left over, and so they loaded it up and and went around that normal route and mm-hmm. met the people that we typically meet on Wednesday night on a Sunday afternoon, had a chance to pray with them. And it was fun because that same group came back to help clean up and they were telling all the stories of yeah. the people who were there who were very hungry on that day. And it was just a great opportunity mm-hmm. to to not only feed them, but to pray over them. So really cool that um, our, our mission statement here is we are a united family of faith, joining Jesus on his mission for the glory of God and the good of our communities. And so our hope was this event met that like we, we want to make sure we are joining Jesus and his mission to advance the kingdom and we want to give all the glory to God but we also want our communities to receive good from our being there yeah um, I think Chase you asked a great question uh, as we were we were thinking through in, in the pre-podcast meeting um, you know how, how do we know it's a win like how do we know that that at the end of the day we accomplished what we we wanted to and I think if it it not only just fits our mission but it it is who we are like it is part of our DNA I think and I believe, not just think, I believe what we did yesterday is our DNA. Mm. Yeah. Um, we we value community. We, we saw that. We value worship that is clearly pointed to Christ. I believe we accomplished that. Mm. We, we we value inviting people in our community to, to showcase their talents. And I believe we, we did that mm-hmm. weeks leading up to. But like there was some really cool stuff on the stage, like inviting yeah. musicians and local school choirs in. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to see their families and to see their friends who I'm going to assume wouldn't typically come to a Broadmoor Sunday morning, mm-hmm. but they were there and they got to mm-hmm. hear encouragement and they got to rub shoulders with other believers. Man, yeah. I, I just... I can't wait to see how the Lord unfolds uh, the the aftermath. I guess that's, mm-hmm, that's a, right. a word we would use for for what happens in yeah. the the weeks to come. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was reminded though uh, of you know the the importance and the benefit of of some of these events that we do, like community fest, of course. But I even think about like Wow Week would be a similar event. <laughs> you know, where it is it's open and has a draw to you know many in our community mm-hmm. that are not a, par- a normal part of the Broadmoor family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I sh- on a Sunday morning, it was two weeks ago, so not Community Fest, but uh, ended up running, uh, Lori and I ended up running t- into a lady who, who she, she said, you know, I woke up this morning and I just felt like I'd say, go to Broadmoor. And we were like, well, like, why Broadmoor? I'm like, what, you know? <laughs> well, you know, my kids have come to Wow Week. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so it establishes these yeah. connections and this familiarity. That's right. That's right. And, uh, and really a trust. I think, a, you know, a That's right. feeling of trust for who we are. And um, and so, yeah, so I think there's there's dividends and, and you know, things that mm-hmm. we'll continue to see uh, long after the event is over mm-hmm. um, as we build inroads to our community. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And I, th- I think, too, our, our end goal is not that people would become a part of Broadmoor, but that by coming to Broadmoor would experience Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's that that goes into the trust, the love of our, our community, the connection to other people. Like like make sure we understand that. We want we want to we want people to know Jesus. Mm. Um not just come to Broadmoor. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And yep. so Yeah. And, and I think like clearly gospel centered worship. Like that that right there. And just even hearing some stories of 
some people that live just down the street of hearing worship, mm-hmm. just b- it being outdoors and hearing worship and going, hey, I want to go check that out. Like, And so I think as we continue to walk down that path um, and we keep in mind glory of God, good of our communities, right? Mm. That That above all things, everything that we do is for the hope that someone might get connected with another believer or our church for the end purpose of knowing Christ. So, mm. Yeah. And, you know, we get, we gave a stat yesterday and it's one that we've used here mm. since I guess we did the, the, the survey um, uh, a few years back, but the, the 62%, uh, at least in the way that it was in the last census would say that mm-hmm. 10, 10 miles around Broadmoor, they, they don't, yeah. they don't have any religious affiliation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to, to go outside of our church building to the local city park mm-hmm. and to do a worship service and a day of fun and mm-hmm. bring your family, like that's an incredibly evangelistic opportunity yeah. for us mm-hmm. to go into the community and sure. just invite them. And in I don't think it would be threatening to invite them into Broadmoor, but they may feel threatened right. walking sure. into a brick and mortar church. Right. Right. Yeah. And and the beauty is we, we didn't cancel church at Broadmoor and then have church. Like we, we are the church. That's right. That's right. Like yeah. we we were we we did church at the park and mm-hmm. we invited people to come and experience all that that is, mm-hmm. in in a in a really unchurched place, right. uh, which was really cool to see so many people diversity in yes, um, right. looks like background and demographic and 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 whether they they come or affiliated with the church or not. Right. It was really cool mm-hmm. yeah. to see that yesterday. So so you know as we we sort of start to get into some discussion here about uh, about the service and the message specifically, like I'd be really interested for us to talk about, um, you know, so this, this is community fest really is sort of an outreach event. Um, yet, you know, our church, uh, our, our people are there mm-hmm. gathered for worship. And we've, we've mm-hmm. also got people we've already said, you know, we know people who came to worship yesterday that, uh, you know, don't normally, uh, attend Broadmoor, maybe no, don't normally attend a church at all. Mm. Um, so, so Josh, I'd be really interested to know as you prepare for uh, to to preach at an event like yesterday, um, knowing that that we're in the middle of a sermon series through Philippians, um, you know, which is which is good and right that we 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 kind of just preach verse by verse through a book, but yet in a in a, a moment like yesterday, we've got people who who aren't necessarily a part of the body of Christ. So how do you how do you balance communicating um, to uh, you know, to people who who are not a part of the church, they're maybe not even a part of the body of Christ, right? While also, um, you know, preaching something that uh, has depth and meaning for mm-hmm. for the the church gathered. Yeah, so great question. I think it's going to come down to philosophy. So you, you asked me, so I'm going to tell you my philosophy. But I think if you lined up ten other people, you may get a little bit different answer, and all of those are, I think, going to be okay. Um, it is it is my personal conviction that church, like whenever we gather and we worship and we preach, that is for believers. Um, that that is primarily, and when we preach, we preach to encourage the believers. We preach to to bring correction because that's what the Bible does, right? So we're not. I'm not preaching what I think, or I'm not preaching what what I ten steps to the better this. Like we're going to preach the Bible, and the Bible is it's it's living and it's active. It's going to bring encouragement where we need it. It's going to bring correction where we need it. But it's primarily for the believer. Okay, so on on yesterday we we gathered as the church away from the building of. Uh, Broadmoor's campus, 
but we were still Broadmoor gathered. Mm-hmm. And so in that preaching moment, for me, I was primarily talking to mm-hmm. believers, yeah. um, knowing that there are unbelievers there. And I don't want to exclude that. I don't want them to say, hey, plug your ears for a little while. Let me get 30 <laughs> minutes with my people. <laughs> right. But but I want the, our people to understand that that we are – I'm speaking to them that from, from God's word. And I also believe that God, like faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. And so the best thing I can do, and this is, again, a personal conviction for evangelism is to preach the word Hmm. because I can try to convince a lost person to not be lost, but until God Mm -hmm. makes their heart from dead to alive, they're going to hear what I say and go right out the other ear, Hmm. right? But God's word tells us that it is this thing that brings them to life. It is what quickens their heart. It's what brings them under conviction. And so I believe uh, personally, like philosophically, the best thing we can do for evangelism is to preach God's word. Mm-hmm. And and crazy enough, there'll be some days that we think, man, lost people should respond to this message, and they don't. And then there are days like, this was completely for the, the Christian. It was completely for the church. And then you have a whole bunch of people come and say, I want to repent of my mm-hmm. sin and trust in Christ. And I'm just like, I know nothing. Yeah. And I just trust that the Lord is good. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I was trying to get yeah. Yeah. I'm all, This is going to be really good. I can't wait. To wow. <laughs> when you take that long to clear your throat, just be ready. <laughs> I feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> no, man. I'm, I'm, I love what you just said. And I'm completely, you and I have talked about that before. And, and we align there. I also think it speaks to what we're calling a non-believer to. Right. Or not what we're calling, but what Jesus is calling is. Sure. It's beyond mm-hmm. just get your sins forgiven so you can go to heaven. Right. Yeah. That's right. And what you said yesterday was missional in what is our purpose? Mm-hmm. Yep. What is God calling us to? And it was a there was a rallying moment of we're going to reach our community. We mm-hmm. feel like yep. God has positioned us to do that. Well, if you're a, a non-believer, your invitation is more than just to come and pray a prayer. Your invitation right. is to join a join movement. A mission. Yeah. His movement started 2,000 years ago to say, we're going to bring in the kingdom. We're going to glorify the king right. and usher in his kingdom. And the invitation is for people to join that. That's and right. I think they heard that yesterday, yeah. which is a compelling – man, that's, that, that, yeah. that, that's something that I think a, a, a non-believer – uh, would gravitate toward and find oh, there's purpose here mm-hmm. bigger than me. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for me to become uh, a follower of Jesus mm-hmm. and yeah. join in on what he's doing. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I, I like the fact was that, that you worth used the, the word clear throat? purpose. Yeah, yeah. That, was yeah. Great. that was well worth it. <laughs> uh, I do think people are looking for purpose, yep. and so sometimes I think, as a to, to your point, Mark, sometimes as a church. I think for an outsider looking in, it's like, wait, you're calling me to to come be a part of that thing that y'all do that's kind of weird to me. Like, I don't mm-hmm. really get why y'all even do that mm-hmm. if that seems to be our end goal, uh-huh. right? That's right. To, to what you said, Sean. But if the end goal is something bigger than that, I think mm-hmm. people yearn for something bigger. That's right. They want to yeah. be a part of something, a movement, a mission, or whatever. Uh, and and God has created something in us that that longs for that. Right. It's just a lot of people haven't connected the dots yet to what that is. So when we give them the opportunity to not just come and join us for quote a worship service, but to kind of get to pull back the curtain a little bit and say, oh, this is this is what they're about. They are about loving God and loving people, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, then now they go, wait, I could, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. I want to be a part, part of that. Of that. Which then leads to, well, how do I become part of that, that's right? right. Mm-hmm. right. Which allows us to go to the gospel. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's all yeah. it's all tied together. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I think even community, like so not just purpose but community. 
Like mm-hmm. that was a that was part of the emphasis yesterday as well. Mm-hmm. Is like knowing people. That's right. Uh, and and we got to display that too. Like not just hey come to a worship service, sit in a chair, listen, go mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Right. But right. like do life together. Like right. have lunch together, play together, serve together. Mm-hmm. Like that. Even that piece. Uh, you know that. All those things come together, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing Christ, serving, accomplishing His mission, yeah. you know, the purpose of life that He gives us, but also community, mm-hmm. um, like living life not mm. just alone, but with mm-hmm. others. And, right. and it's just a beautiful picture. Yeah. And Sean, I found myself, I don't know if convicted is the right word, but but maybe surprised um, yesterday because I think in my mind, like we, we need to program community, right? So we need, we need to program like this mm-hmm. Bible study, or it needs it always needs to be like mm-hmm. coupled together with some religious action. Um, so, so if we are going to to do community mm-hmm. and mission, then we need to to go and paint a fence together, or build mm-hmm. a house together, or go overseas, or to have this Bible study, or come to hear hear this speaker. And I think one of the most intentional things that we did yesterday that I, I saw everybody enjoying was lunch. Yeah, and the lingering after, mm-hmm. like even with the intentionality of if you were out at at Liberty Park, like you noticed that there was the food tent, but then there were other tents around. But like my family, we, we just laid down a blanket and mm-hmm. next to another life group, and it, they had games like big mm-hmm. fun, yeah. like everybody can play uh-huh. games going on. Nobody was in a rush, mm-hmm. or it didn't seem that way. Right. It didn't seem that anybody was in a rush, and people were just talking, talking about church, talking about mm-hmm. life, talking. And that was a beautiful community mm-hmm. moment where God's yeah. people just gathered right. together, yeah. unhurried, yeah. really, yeah. And, and crazy enough, not distracted. And this is going to sound crazy coming from me, not distracted with trying to figure out a Bible study mm-hmm. or to hear a sermon mm-hmm. or to sing a song mm-hmm. yeah. or to do a right. mission project. Yeah. But they were able to look at each other and catch up. Hey, how's your mom? Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey! Man, I see your daughter running. Mm-hmm. How's she doing? I know mm-hmm. she had that thing. Mm-hmm. How's that going? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful, beautiful right. moment that yeah. I think yeah. so often we miss. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and probably mirrors the early church in a lot of ways yes. and the way that they would gather and there would be a the definitely a spiritual yeah. component to their gathering, but then also just this fellowship and yeah. hanging mm-hmm. out. And you often saw kind of these outside people looking in going, wait, what are they doing over there, yep. right? Um, and sometimes they even got a cue, like, they're drunk, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, at Pentecost. But <laughs> but they're watching, and I think it it creates open doors for conversation to, mm. to come and say, what are y'all doing over there? Like, what are y'all, what is this yeah. about? You know, people that just showed up at the park right. just looking for a day at the park, and they're going, "What? what's this about? Who are y'all? And yeah. it opens those conversations, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. So, uh, so yesterday, of course, we were we were still in our Philippians series, and, and you you preached from from chapter one, verses nine through eleven. Um, you know, and I, I think this is along along the lines, uh, or this question or topic, is along the lines of what we've just been talking about. But the the very first verse in that passage, verse nine, says, "It is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment." So you made a statement yesterday, Josh, that in order to love, you have to know or, or something mm-hmm. to that effect. Um, and, and that, of course, applies to both God. I mean, we, we, we can't really love God if we don't really know God. Right. Um, but the same applies to People. others. You yeah. know, we, we can't really know or love others if we don't really know others. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. I mean... You know, just the the idea of of knowing 
God, knowing others. And we, we talk about, I mean, we, we've, we've mentioned this many times, is that, you know, we want to know and be known. I mean, that is, that's part of, part of our goal here um, at Broadmoor. And so, and I think this, uh, this event really helps accomplish that. But um, yeah, anything you guys would say about, about that specifically related to verse 9? You look like you were going to say something. Nah. Okay, good. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah, you yep. jump in. Yeah. So, so again, the, it, without going into too much of a study, like there in the Greek, there are four loves. There are four different mm-hmm. meaning of love, right. um, and this is agape. So this would be like the the God type or the God uh, honoring love that that would put others' needs before yourself. You're going to hear this again when you get to Philippians two, right? So so mm-hmm. if, if if you have any affection, any any of these things like. Like show, like we're we're gonna we're gonna do that by loving others, putting putting their needs above our own, and so so as we see that he says, look, let your let your love, let your agape abound more and more with knowledge. So so it's one that you you know them and you know God. So that that's how we're gonna love them. But then it ends with with a comment that says and all discernment, and and so here's. Here's, I think, if we went back to lunch yesterday, and, and I would say that because I think that's one of the most beautiful pictures that, that maybe we, or at least I can relate it to. As we sat together and as, as, we, as we were knowing one another, as we were catching up on family and activities and just, just sitting and being, there was something, though, that tied us all together. Mm-hmm. We didn't necessarily had to, in that moment, have to be explicit about it. We didn't have to say, mm-hmm. before we had conversation, do you profess Christ? Well, I profess Christ. So to make sure we draw that line on the sand first, like that that truth though of of our understanding of the gospel, we believe that Christ is is the Son of the Living God. Like we mm-hmm. we put our our hope in that. That is the thing that binds us all together, right? So when we come here, Paul's prayer as we look through the whole letter is for unity of the church to come together. And he's he's praising what he sees. So when we get to nine through eleven, this is a prayer that Paul is praying for the church. And he says, I want you to continue to put um, others' uh, needs above your own. I want you to know them and love them well. But I want you to understand that, that the core of what holds you together, the all discernment part, is, is the, the core of the gospel, which is mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so for them, it wasn't an idea of, well, we're just going to let love be love. Mm-hmm. We're just going to let your version of love and my version of love just kind of coexist together. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's not the first church. That's not his church today. Mm-hmm. Love is Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and anything that he defines as love is the very definition that we hold true today. And that is the thing that binds us together mm-hmm. so we can know and be known and we can put others' needs above our own. Mm-hmm. In the Christian church, we love because Christ loved mm-hmm. us and has shown us the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be my thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's a that's a great reminder that that discernment, you know, the, the the knowing number one, because that takes time, and you don't just get to know somebody by just sitting down and having a quick meal with them, but you get to know them over time, and and in doing so, as you get to know people, you kind of give each other more and more of a right to speak into your life, mm-hmm. and you speak into their life, and that that love for one another often is the encouragement and all of those things. And sometimes it's also the, hey, there's this thing that we, we might need to talk about because yeah. it doesn't line up with what we have said we believe. That's and right. So uh, as we read Paul in Philippians, we kind of get the encourager Paul, but we know from a lot of his letters that 
because he loves people, that doesn't mean that he's always yeah. like he's encouraging in some ways that are very kind of warm and fuzzy, and in other ways very hey, yeah. we got to talk about this. Yep. Right, yeah. but that doesn't—you can't microwave that. Those right. are things that yes, you, right. you you build as you get to know people. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting too. Like if you look at this, one of the one of the things that a lot of your uh, writers of commentaries point out is that this is not just a one-off for Paul either. Like you hear these same words in a lot of his other letters. Right. Like he's always referring to this idea of we we have to pray. Mm-hmm. Right, and so I'm going to pray for you, which in turn means that you ought to be praying pray for, for me. me right? yeah. uh-huh. um, we we need to know. We need to know God. We need to know each other. We mm-hmm. need to live out this life that He's called us to. Like you see that. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, if you go over to Colossians, same verses nine through eleven, you yeah. see the echo of the same thing over mm-hmm. again. And so it's it's just a reminder that this is the call on our lives, mm-hmm. right? To pray for one another, to know each other, to love God, to love one another to encourage one another, to be bound together in truth. Like these, these are the core things mm-hmm. that God has called our lives mm-hmm. into him to do, mm-hmm. uh, to live out. And so, um, so I think that that's so important as we, as we read this and we hear Paul's encouragement, it, this is his heart. This yeah, is yeah. his mission yeah. uh, for mm-hmm. the church and who, who they're supposed to be in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So, so going on to verse 10, uh, because it says, you know, it's my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge or with knowledge and all discernment. So that in verse 10, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Um, and so, all right, let's, let's talk about for a minute, you know, how do we accomplish this being pure and blameless? So, because we know that we are neither, <laughs> you know, right. we are neither pure nor blameless. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what does Paul mean here? And, and like, what, what do we, how do we accomplish this? So, so I think it's, it's not that we're going to be pure and blameless, but, uh, we talked about it earlier. It's the understanding of, of what Christ has done in our lives and then the living of that out, right? Not like I've got to do all these things so that I can appear to be a Christ follower, but instead Mm -hmm. I am a Christ follower. So therefore I'm going to enjoy going to live out these things that he's, he's called us to. Um, Because in doing so, I really, I going back to, I get to experience the purpose of my life, what I was created for the joy that's found in Christ, the abundant life he's called me to like we, it's not that we have to do these things. We actually get to do these things because of who yeah. Christ is yeah. mm. and what he's done in our lives. That, that's exactly that's right. And when you tie both of those verses together and, and uh, the, the string that Paul is praying and, and drawing for us is to, to, be, to, to live out our identity individually as, as followers of Christ. We need the collective group to come alongside of us, mm-hmm. and we need to come alongside them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I don't want to understate this at all. Without Christian community, it is all but impossible to live out the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yes, you you are saved individually. You are not saved as a group. Yet you are you are used as a collective. Mm-hmm. Christian body. That's why the church is vitally important to your individual walk with Christ. You need each other. You need to come alongside each other. You need to know and be known by one another if you are going to live out that pure and bla- like if you are going to live out the identity that Christ gives to you. Yeah. It is yeah. it is so imperative 
that we belong to a local body of believers. Mm. We we tend to become like those that we hang out with the most. That's I exactly mean, that's right. just the reality. And I, I even recently, two of our two of our boys went to college this year, um, and we had a conversation about you need to be around others who are lost. Mm-hmm. You, you need to be a light. You need to be, a, but your your core group, your tightest network on campus need to be strong believers. That's right. Because you're going to gravitate toward whoever you're spending the most mm-hmm. time with. Yeah. And you're going to need them to encourage you in your walk. Mm-hmm. And they're going to need you to encourage them in their walk. And um, I, I don't know how a believer does it without – I mean, I really don't. I think in my own life, what where would I be if I didn't have other – specifically for me, other men that I've given permission to speak right. into my life, where would I be if I didn't have <laughs> that atmosphere around me? Well, yeah. a good word. Yeah. Well, it's good. So, you know, I, and I, I love that, uh, you know, and I love that going on into verse 11, it says, you know, you may approve what is excellent, so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. And I think, you know, just that, that whole phrase that comes through Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the, the idea that, that, I mean, we are not pure and blameless on our own. Mm-hmm. And it's only because of what Christ has done for us mm-hmm. that, we, uh, that, that we are seen as such. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yet we're still called to be filled with the fruit of righteousness. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. for listeners who are still trying to juggle, which we all do. Yeah what has already been done and what we are to become yeah. and right. what we're to grow toward. Mm, that's uh-huh. good. And that's a daily tension, I think. And, and just for clarity of we want to rest because of what he's done. We, we want to see ourselves the way he sees us. But it, it's not a contentment or a um, just a, 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 an, an attitude of who cares. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to pursue righteousness. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there is a, a call for us to be filled with the fruit. But he calls mm-hmm. it fruit. <laughs> because it's what the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is doing in us to bear mm-hmm. the fruit. Yeah. So just for, for those who are listening, who are still wrestling through that, press on. Man, yeah. that's a, mm-hmm. That is a lifelong pursuit of, of understanding both of those well. That's good. Well, guys, great discussion today. It was actually more lively than I thought it was going to be when we uh, started our pre. <laughs> Everybody, coffee, coffee kicked coffee kicked Everybody seemed right. a little yeah. sleepy when we came into the room, but uh, um, no, it was such a great weekend, and uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna get to celebrate, you know, and, and probably don't even know the fullness of of mm. you know all that was accomplished in uh, in our time yesterday. Right now, I think mm. over the next week or or two or three. That's right. Uh, uh, we're going to get to hear more and more about what God did, and so uh, it's exciting. Mm. Uh, guys, as always, great discussion, and always great to uh, to hang with you guys during this yeah. time. Enjoyed it. So, mm-hmm. love you guys. Love you guys. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others, and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review, and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.